0: Well, hello everyone, and welcome back to Crosswires. It is James here, and this week we are harnessing the power of the sun. We're getting very nerdy and very sort of... I'm I'm thinking somehow of my guest as Scaramanga from The Golden Man with the Golden Gun, (laughs) but... Okay, Uh, we can go there, we can go for, because that's what a lot of people associate with what we're talking about. We're going to be talking uh, quite a bit about solar power, and not necessarily in the way that you might think. Now, my guest this week is a returning guest, and someone who whose videos I always enjoy, and always enjoy chatting to in the RMC Discord, because somehow he manages to brighten up most people's days. Oh, that's very kind of you to say. (laughs) You're welcome. Would you please welcome back Reese, a.k.a. Control-Alt Reese. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for having me back. You're very welcome. Now, do you have to ask you a question? Cause I know you've collected Max as well. Do you have an alter ego, which is command option, Reese? <laughs> uh,
1: yes, I don't know what to say to that. Yeah. Why, Why not? not? Let's, let's go with that. Yeah. Why Come not? On. I'm not quite, not ready to uh, reveal that side of myself yet. That's, that's, that's the, uh, the bizarro world evil twin. <laughs> <laughs> the evil twin command option piece i love it I, I am actually i am actually on a mac as we speak so uh yeah it's, it's my dirty secret <laughs> Oh, so not, hang on so you're not podcasting from atari st uh no okay I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not that that much of a die hard fan no no <laughs> that actually sounds like such a cool idea yeah, well, I know. Um, obviously, last time I was on, I was I was here to defend the honour of the mm. uh, Atari ST, wasn't I? That was, I think that was, uh, I think I did a reasonably good job of that. I think so. No, I mean, no one sent us hate mail, if I do say so myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you did a great
0: job. Now, speaking of sort of hate mail, although I hope has not been too much. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, so the reason I've invited you is because you've done something pretty cool. But I'm guessing that you weren't expecting a video of it this was about
1: to go as viral as it did no no that's been pretty crazy so um yeah uh over the summer i I kind of decided to start playing with solar power and i knew absolutely nothing about it and i thought i would buy a kit and put it together and obviously having a youtube channel uh, everything that i do now everything that i build now has to be turned into a video of course Uh, because that's that's just the youtube uh mindset isn't it so I've got my camera out and recorded every, every part of it and just put together a little video. And I thought that, you know, this, this probably isn't going to do very well. It's probably not really of interest to my, uh, my audience. I mean, I I like to think that they're, they're intelligent people with a broad range of interests, but you know, <laughs> I tend to cover, uh, you know, retro computer stuff and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, it was quite kind of out of my, uh, my usual remit. And yeah, I, uh, I put the video together and it was just, you know, this this is what I've built and I'm kind of looking to power my office from solar power and I use it to kind of power my lighting and, and my cameras and stuff for making my videos and that kind of stuff. And uploaded it, went public, and the very next day the government announced that the uh, energy price cap was going up um, by quite a lot. Yes. Uh, and all of a sudden... Uh, th- Everybody seemed to go to YouTube and started searching for, you know, DIY solar power and stuff like that, and and that was kind of what drove the initial traffic to the video. So it was all all search driven for the first few days. Oh, yeah, it's uh, it just went insane. So it, it was it hit something like hundred thousand views in its first week. I think it was first first two weeks, maybe. Bearing in mind that a typical video on my channel is. Maybe two to three thousand views in that time, and then they tend to just die off. But yeah, it, it showed no signs of of slowing down. And uh, yeah, we're currently at uh, so that was the end of August. That video went public, and currently, as of recording, uh, I think it's about six hundred and forty thousand views, which is just insane. Wow! Is it fair to say that that's probably your biggest view count at this point? Oh yes, I mean my my second vi- biggest is the follow up video I did, which has just gone over one hundred thousand. Um, and then the next one after that is a, is like 15,000 or something like that, which is a video that's been out for two years. <laughs> so, yeah. And, I mean, that
0: shows the power of YouTube first of all, that you can, there's something on YouTube for everyone. And I guess the next question then has to be, because one of the things we, or one of the things we really like to promote on CrossWires is treating people online, be that in comments, be that on tweets, with the exception of certain government ministers, I do have to say that. Um, <laughs> sorry. But that leads me to my next question. What have the comments been like? Because on a video of that size and with such a provocative Provocative is the wrong word. Such a, especially missed time, an emotive topic.
1: Yes, that's a good word. So initially, very early on, uh, it was obviously my my kind of regular viewers and stuff. And they were like, oh, this is really interesting. You know, quite like the, the angle that you've taken with this. And I mean, my, my regular audience on YouTube are, are all really, really nice, really supportive. Um, you know, I, I get the same commenters propping up on every single video. And, uh, you know, they're very supportive of what I do. And I appreciate that. And then sort of the search traffic started to come in, and it was people who were interested in learning about solar and just saying, you know, thanks for putting this video together. Thanks for, you know, I'm I'm, I'm new to all this. And I'd I'd recommended some other channels and stuff as well that obviously knew a lot more about it than I did. Um, obviously, I'm still a complete beginner when it comes to this stuff. And it, it was then that, that YouTube kind of started to push the video a bit more widely, and a lot of people kind of from the solar community started to find it. Oh, and at first, I mean, I have to say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not building up to uh, some big dramatic reveal or anything, you know, o- overall, it has been very positive, um, you know, overwhelmingly so. And most of the people in the solar community kind of found the video and were like, oh, you know, welcome to the hobby kind of thing. Uh, th- these are the kind of upgrades that you want to make. These are the, the next steps that you want to take kind of thing. Uh, you know, you want to move from a 12 volt system to a 24 volt system because it's more efficient and you know, that. Charge controller that you've got isn't very good. You should you should buy one of these kind of thing and all that kind of stuff. All all really helpful stuff. Yeah, I I did have the odd one saying, "Oh, you've done this wrong. You've done that wrong." But when when I get comments like that, I I try to I don't like to assume that they're coming from a negative place. You know, there's there's, sometimes you've got issues with language barrier and you've got people who are just sort of typing something out in a rush and not really thinking about it. And you know, if a comment saying, you know, by the way, you should have done this differently it's it's you you can't necessarily assume that they're attacking you or i don't like to anyway but all that said i I did have a small handful that were obviously negative and (laughs) not coming from a good place um a, a few a few really strange ones from people i mean i think i think the whole renewable energy thing can be quite divisive i think there's some people out there who are Kind of have their minds made, made up and and think that it's a you know it's a big waste of money and you know it's no better for the environment and all this kind of stuff and and that's kind of their angles that I didn't really cover in my video I, I didn't really want to say you know oh I'm doing this because I'm trying to save the planet or I'm doing this because I'm trying to save money or anything like that I did it because I wanted to learn how. Solar power worked, so and, and that's how I learned by by doing. But there and and there were a few people who obviously, very obviously, hadn't watched the video and had obviously just seen it pop up in their on their home page and just wanted to vent about <laughs> stuff. I, I just uh, laughing at the uh, expression on your face, trying to <laughs> trying to trying to work out what some of these comments were. But, um, I, I can only imagine you have to actually go and look at a video now. I, I think, to be honest, I think you would struggle to find them. I mean, I specifically stopped checking comments on that video when it went really really big um and at its peak I was getting over two thousand views per hour on it wow and a lot of those people were commenting and in the first couple of weeks I had like 800 comments and I tried to reply to everyone because I, I've always tried to reply to everyone um just because that's kind of what you do when you have a smaller channel and you're building an audience and stuff and it's, it's only
0: polite. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's one thing I try and do, you know, you're here in our outro. We will always try. Actually, I don't think it's in the outro anymore, but I always say we'll try and reply to every comment that people leave because. Mm. You know what? If you've taken the time to engage with someone's channel, I think it's courtesy. I know, I know it's not always possible. I know I wouldn't expect, say, for example, someone like Linus to personally reply to every comment on his video because it's impossible. But, you know, as you said, for smaller channels, you know, like yours and, and much more so
1: ours, because ours is definitely nowhere near that size. Yeah. Well, uh... I mean, I, I got to a point where, because the, the way it used to be on my channel is, is I'd kind of just have a look at my comments. I, I, I stopped I stopped checking them on my phone um, just because I found that I was checking them constantly. But it got to a point in my channel where I was checking maybe two or three times a day, you know, just go on my laptop and <clears throat> see what the comments are and just kind of reply to everyone. And I found that I was going on there and I, I was spending like half an hour to an hour just replying to comments just on this one video. And a lot of, this, a lot of the same questions were coming up and a lot of the same sort of nitpicks and... <laughs> And that kind of thing so I, I wrote quite a long-winded comment which I, I pinned just kind of addressing some of the most common things and then I, I kind of told myself right I'd, I'm spending so much time on this I, I need to kind of move on from it which is why I put the follow-up video together which kind of addressed the, a lot of stuff that was kind of brought up off the back of the off the back of the first video so I haven't looked at the comments on either of those videos for quite a while now um, I, I <laughs> it's not um it's not fear of uh anything negative or anything like that it's just i know that i'll get sucked in and it's it, it's nice that people go out of their way to, to to comment and stuff but it gets to a point where everyone's saying the same thing and it's all stuff that's already been covered and they're not people that are going to come back to the channel anyway so it's like uh, at some point you, you i think you do have to move on and i think when you see these really big channels that have millions of subscribers and, you know, millions of views on their videos, that's, that's kind of what they do. They'll, they'll sit around sort of immediately after the launch of a video and, and kind of reply to people. And then they get to a point where they have to draw under a line, yeah. you know, draw a line under it and, uh, and move on, if that makes sense. I'm not saying I'm at that level yet, but, uh, I have had a taste of that as a result of this. Absolutely. Thank you, Reese. And, you know, it,
0: I have to say I really enjoyed both videos. And I'm not just saying that because you're here, but I, I watched them from a point of view. This is something I would love to do. Now, for me, it's not possible. I don't own property. I'm in a flat. There is a little bit of roof space outside this window, but I can't get to it unless I become an acrobat and get through. (laughs) You know, The only people who've been up on that roof that I'm aware of recently have been the open reach engineers – and possibly in a couple of weeks, of the city fibre engineers it will depend how how the mission impossible goes. <laughs> uh, I, I will say this, by the way, to to Bournemouth, Pl- Bournemouth Council, BCP Council's planning department, whichever nincompoop thought that the amount of space that the new builders left next to this building is acceptable needs, but I they should have gone spec Specsavers. because <laughs> that's how the copper wow. cable for my fibre to the cabinet connection originally got cut. So they came to me and saw like, oh, oh, we can't do this. Because they've cut the cable, so we had to come up with a new one, and it now means that ct fibre can't get line of sight from the pole to. So my my broadband nightmare has has been ongoing. But you know, I've got a stable connection anyway. Let's go and actually talk about Vasola. So before we go into what, again, before we go into what you've actually been doing, I think we both said we should probably clarify what it is that you haven't done because you mentioned there's maybe been some misconceptions around what you, what your goal was here. Let's just be very clear. This is not a whole home. Solar setup that you've been working on. This isn't tied into your home, home's power glib, grid. This is not tied back into the, you know, the electrical grid. You're not able to obviously pay anything back into the grid. Not that you'd want to at the moment because it's so ridiculously underpaid. So, yeah. So, is that correct? It is just this, it's an
1: off grid solution that you've put together rather than whole home. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's in my house, which I think confuses things somewhat. Uh, but it's just this one room, this, this office slash, uh, studio room but yeah it, it's it's essentially it's an off-grid setup that you'd have on a, a camper or a, a cabin or a shed or something like that i just happened to have fed the cables through an air vent into uh, into my spare room and plugged all of this stuff into it but i think a, a lot of people kind of come to the videos thinking that it's like a diy home solution right and that uh, it's the kind of thing that you can get all set up and then you don't need to need to think about it again and you know it'll automatically kick in and 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 power all of your appliances and all that kind of thing when it needs to which it, it absolutely isn't like i said earlier but when i first sort of made that video it was kind of aimed at my audience of, of retro computer tinkerers and and people who know me quite well and it was kind of oh here's yet another project that i'm working on kind of thing rather than here's something that you should go out and build so yeah it's, obviously i've kind of had no 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 idea uh, just quite how widely it would it would end up being shared but yeah it's it's an off-grid setup i mean eventually i think longer term it would be nice and it's kind of a dream at the minute but uh, it would be nice if i could sort of move all of my sort of youtube studio and stuff into like a garden office or some kind of outbuilding or something and then obviously this is kind of the prototype for how that would be set up if that makes sense got you um but that's that's something i didn't mention in the videos uh which i probably should have done (laughs) makes sense
0: and i think you know from again from watching the video it's very clear what it is but particularly the size of the panel so let let's talk a little bit well not a little bit let's talk about what it is you've done so for i mean first question what inspired you was it just oh i've seen people do this i want to do it or was it something that you would like no i specifically want to go out and get this stuff on like a, a little solar setup for, for this room
1: i it was a youtube rabbit hole oh dear. so yeah i can remember where it started I, I i honestly can't remember the name of the channel now but uh, i had a video that just popped up in my recommendations and it was a guy who was sort of salvaging stuff from uh, salvaging like electrical waste from a okay from a rubbish dump and he was kind of reinstating it rebuilding it and that kind of thing um, and one of the things that he was kind of doing was um, sort of finding batteries like old lithium ion batteries and taking the cells out of them and using them to build new batteries and off the back of that video I suddenly you know how how it is with YouTube you watch one video on something and then all of a sudden all of your recommendations are about that and uh, off the back of that I, I suddenly started getting all of these DIY battery videos and I thought oh that's interesting you know people building their own lithium ion batteries and things. And I watched a couple of those. And then obviously, inevitably, off the back of those, you get off grid solar stuff and, and all that kind of thing. And it's it's something I've been interested in for, for years now. Yeah, it, it was kind of that uh, couple of days just watching all of those videos that just made me think, you know what, perhaps it's time I actually gave this a go and tried to try to sort of learn about it finally. Unfortunately, it, there's so much information out there that I came to the conclusion that it would be easy just to try and build it myself, buy a kit, build it myself and see where I go from there, rather than uh, trying to research everything and, and plan it all in advance. So that's kind of how I ended up going down that route. And you've obviously had to buy a few components, what sort
0: of, if we talk maybe rather than talking individual components, right? No, I think you linked everything in the video, if I remember correctly, but hmm. for what you've done, what sort of upfront investment have you, have you had to make to get this? And then we'll talk a little bit about how much that's given you back because there's one obviously big factor here. We both live in the UK. Yes.
1: We are not exactly awash with bright, beautiful sunshine all the time. No. Um, one thing I will say, uh, to anyone looking to buy a similar system and set up a similar system to mine is, uh, it's going to take forever to pay itself off. And I, I was very honest about that in the second video. You know, I, I, I got the impression some people thought that I was trying to hide that in the first video. And it was just, it was just because that wasn't really a,
0: that wasn't your, that wasn't your focus. It wasn't on the, no. it wasn't on the financial payback. It wasn't on the environmental. It was,
1: hey, here is this this cool project that I've done. I mean, that's the thing, yeah. I mean, the whole setup, I mean, now as it stands um, with the 480 watts worth of solar panels and the the new charge controller, the 40 amp hours worth of batteries, um, it was about £700 in total for the whole lot. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be... you know, if it, if it's all still working in twenty years' time, it it may may just about be breaking even by that point. Um, if we don't include, the, you know, like the ad revenue and stuff from the from the video that went viral that I had no idea was going to go viral. Yeah, but it's somewhat ironic if the ad revenue paid back the the stuff quicker than the actual. Yeah, that it's yeah it's it's funny people people saying oh this is a bad investment and it's like well this video's had half a million views. It's <laughs> it's more than doubled the size of my channel so. Was it a bad investment? No, no. <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, so um, I mean, I've had had a few people ask me and ultimately, um, you know, like the full house solar installs nowadays, because the cost has come down so much and because the cost of energy has gone up by so much you know that they're paying themselves off in like four or five years now rather than the sort of 10 plus years that, that they were before so as a money saving exercise you'd be you know i always say to people you're much better off going down that route if you're going to be staying in your current house for the next few years you know per- personally we're looking at moving and probably won't be here in sort of two years time so it, it didn't make sense at the time but uh yeah so yeah like i say it was a, a All the kit, as it is, um, about seven hundred pounds. I went about it the wrong way. If I'd done a lot of research in advance, I could have got stuff secondhand, and I could have bought, you know, I could have bought cheaper stuff rather than buying stuff as a kit. But of course, the appeal of the kit to someone who knew absolutely nothing about it going in was that. I knew I could just wire it all up and it would just work. So you, you pay for the convenience, I think. Right. And I think you've, correct me if I'm wrong, you've, you've replaced your charge controller
0: already. Yes. Because of the learnings from, I'm, I'm guessing a lot
1: from, from those comments that we talked about earlier. Yeah. I mean, I got it out of the box and I thought, well, that looks like a toy. And I got it wired up and I thought, well, that's, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure I'm comfortable having this thing permanently wired up in my house. Um, and then yeah the, co- the the comments kind of confirmed that so <laughs> I went out pretty much the same day and ordered the uh, I ordered a Renogy Rover it's called which is the one that they all the kind of the off-grid people recommend and the the kind of van life people and uh, yeah I've been very happy with it it's, it's really really good so it's got bluetooth and oh, you know logs all of the uh, statistics and stuff which I think was one of the complaints of the original one you weren't able to get much logging off the original I mean ultimately for me the question is can I run everything from it? You know, do I care about things like amp hours and watts and, you know, how much I'm generating versus how much I'm using? I mean, I'm sat here, you know, all, all of this lighting, I've got the main room light on at the minute, which is still on the mains, but all of this lighting, uh, my laptop, everything else is running on the solar system at the minute as we speak, um, because everything in here is wired into it. Brilliant. And, you know, I, I, I mean, I quite often work from home and I'll be home all day running on the system. The other night I was wide awake at four o'clock in the morning, decided to do some editing. So I was editing for... Sort of three hours, and and that was all running off the batteries quite happily. So for me, it's 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 served its purpose, and, and and it all works, and 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 that's kind of all it's all it's ever needed to do, really, as far as I'm concerned. So from you, from your perspective, taking financial out
0: of the equation for a second, from your perspective, it's been worth it for many reasons. Yeah, and I had no idea you were running everything for this off. So if, so if the recording stops, folks, that's what's happened. Reese has run out of battery power. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So let, let's let get into this a little bit. Um, Obviously, we don't want to repeat too much of the content of the video, but maybe some of the fun things that you learned or some of the, the, oh my gosh, why did I do that? type story so i mean this is so correct me if i'm wrong from what i've seen so you've got out on the rooftop and it's a flat roof outside your window it's not your main house roof it is just a flat roof um i'm guessing that's just is that the garage or another part of the house that it's sat on top of
1: yeah it's just a single story extension on the back of the house so i I built kind of uh, a wooden frame just to mount the panels on. Uh, one bit of feedback I had from quite a few people was planning permission, um, which is something I hadn't even considered. As far as I was concerned, it was just a temporary structure. and Yeah, I would have thought that. Yeah, the the, the rules are quite vague, and I've, I have made some inquiries because I do want it to all be sort of legit and above board. And I, I, I don't think the council kind of fully understand it either. I, they're kind of of the opinion that, well, well, it's solar panels, you don't need planning permission, but it's like, well... Yeah, but the rules are slightly different if it's on a flat roof, and I don't know. So. <laughs> I mean, it's not like... I, I saw the story in uh, Apple News the
0: other day of a chap. I can't quite remember where it was. I, I'm trying to remember which... Oh, is it uh, Birmingham way? Okay. And he had gotten planning permission for a, a garage on his driveway. Fair enough. What he actually built was a two-story gla- granny flat. Right. I think... Might be wrong here, but I think that's what the council are probably more interested in and, and my argument would probably be should be more interested in. But uh, as you say, you want to do things right. The last thing you want is someone coming along
1: saying, sorry, Mr. Control, alt, you, you have to take all this down. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair where it is, it, it's not really overlooked by the neighbours and our neighbours aren't really, the, they're not the kind of people that are going to complain about something like that anyway. I mean, I've got, I mean, two of our neighbours have got roofs full of solar panels anyway, so they're all really, <laughs> really into it. But yeah, it's just, just for stuff like home insurance purposes. I mean, right. You know, if if it did set the house on fire and then it was <laughs> found out that it it wasn't all above board, then yeah, obviously that would be a big problem. So, but the the, the exact wording is that basically, if they're on a flat roof and it protrude, protrudes more than two hundred millimeters above the roof line, then you need planning permission. Right. But the debate is. Because the flat roof is a single-story extension on the back of a house, it's not the roof line of the house. Ah. So it doesn't protrude above the roof line of the house. So it's it's you know the, the wording of that ruling was for like flat-roofed properties, yeah. you know, blocks of blocks of flats and that kind Got of stuff. You. Right. So nobody nobody really seems to know you know whether I need it or not based on uh, based on the inquiries I have made. So I think it's okay. I think it's okay. <laughs> well,
0: if if anyone from Reese's local council, and we are purposely not reve- yep. revealing where Reese lives for that exact purpose, wants to come, uh, come <laughs> with, well, leave a comment on the post and We'll pass it on to Reese. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you know. yeah. Um, uh, no, no joke. Comments, folks. Come on, be nice. <laughs> so you've got the, you've got the, the panels now. Is it correct me if I'm wrong? You've now got four. Yes, and they are a total of
1: four hundred eighty watts. Yeah. So the 120 watt panels, they're wired in parallel at the moment. So it's a 12 volt system. A few people have told me that I should wire them up as two banks of two, which will give me a 24 volt system, which is something I kind of want to do in the future and, and maybe cover in, in a future video. One thing that um, obviously we're kind of approaching winter now. And I had I did actually have a day last week when it was really foggy all day. And I was sat at home and using my battery you know, over the course of the day and the panels, the panels were barely generating anything. And I got to the end of the day and the battery actually died, um, which is the first time that's happened since I've had this system. And uh, it really got me thinking that obviously the supposedly 24 volt system is supposed to be a lot more efficient. And it would be interesting if we could get, you know, when we get further into winter and it's a lot darker and stuff, if I can kind of, you know, go for that angle and see, well, okay, yeah, we all know that solar doesn't work very well in the UK in the winter, but is this a way to kind of squeeze a bit more power out of it kind of thing? So that's kind of, that's why I haven't made that change yet, because it's something I want to experiment with when I've got a lot less daylight, if that makes sense. At the minute, I'm making more power than I can use, you know, the vast majority of the time. So it's it, it's not really worth it. <laughs> and, and just to clear
0: up something that maybe is something I don't understand about solar is it doesn't have to be direct wall-to-wall sunshine for the
1: panels to generate as long as there is some form of sunlight yeah that that really surprised me actually because i was under the impression that it was you know bright sunlight directly on the panels um otherwise you'd get basically nothing out of them and actually you know i I wake up first thing in the morning and it's you know it's daylight but the sun's not directly on them and they're still you know i mean it's not a huge amount of power you know maybe 40 to 60 watts worth or something like that but it's enough to you know run my laptop and the very basic stuff that i have in here and it's like oh okay <laughs> but uh, obviously that will change <laughs> i mean that's still a decent
0: amount of power 40 to 60 watts as you said Let, you know if we take a, a, a decently efficient laptop and i think correct me if i'm wrong because you are on one of the apple silicon based macbooks i am yeah. yep macbook Air. there you go so you've got a nice power hey there you go plug for BM1 chips, they work great with solar, DIY solar, because they don't <laughs> need that much wattage compared with like a, you know, a, my last work laptop was a, a Dell Vostro, which needed a 130 watt power supply. But, you know, 40, 60 watts is still a lot. I think I would, it's one thing that, I, and the reason I said is I remember I have, still have somewhere, it's in the drawer, is one of a Logitech, it's an old K760i keyboard, and that is solar powered. It's so it's photovoltaic uh, panels, mm. but I never have a direct sunlight, it just sits in my office, sits on my desk. That stays charged all the time. I, I've never had an issue with that not being charged because no,
1: I mean, just looking. Um, so yeah, I'm using 34 yeah. watts at the minute. My, um, um, that's what I've got my
0: lighting, mic. B- the Mac, your audio
1: in uh, well, you well, I suppose, yeah, you, your USB mic will draw power, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I've got. The webcam's on, the mic's on, the, I'm streaming over the internet. I've got all my shelf lighting, that's all powered off the same system. I've got a CRT TV here that's plugged in, that's on standby, but it does use power in standby modes, so... Yes, yep, CRTs use a lot more power in standby than, a, than an LCD, if, if memory serves. Yeah, and I've got uh, chargers, and I mean, when I, when I very first set this up, I was very sort of conscious of, of trying to sort of save electricity and stuff, and then... I got to a point where I was just like, "Well, I can just leave everything turned on all the time because, <laughs> and it, and it's fine. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, that's cool. It's, it's not really been and there's something that I'm reviewing at the moment, which I think the video will probably be out. I'm not quite sure when this recording is going to be of released. Weeks probably from but, um, point of recording. So there's a, a power bank that I'm reviewing, okay. which I've also been charging from the same setup, oh. um, and then using that to charge phones and all sorts of stuff around the house, and that'll all be covered in that video. So. Awesome. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so then obviously panels come into now you don't ever go straight into a battery from a solar panel from what I understand, or indeed straight into your devices. You need a some sort of charge controller or power management unit to avoid problems.
1: Yeah, it, it used to be years ago that uh, people would connect the panels directly to a battery and you'd need like diodes and stuff to stop the the battery backfeeding into the panels and all that kind of stuff. Um, but nowadays it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing called a charge controller. You plug the batteries into it, you plug the solar panels into it, in that order, uh, never, never the other way around or you get told off by a lot of people on the internet um and then the charge controller manages obviously the one I, the one i upgraded to is called an mppt charge controller which is uh, maximum power point tracking and it um it varies the, the the load on the panels and kind of the electrical characteristics of the load that it puts on the panels to kind of extract the most power from them to then charge the batteries, I don't really understand how it works. When you, I think when you start to look into it, there's a lot of maths involved and a lot of witchcraft and, and stuff that I don't really understand. But uh, and that's not something we're going into on this episode. This is more sort of a casual yeah. look. Yeah,
0: and as you will, I'm sure you, found, there will be lots of great YouTube videos
1: on all of this stuff. Yeah. So I mean, the first one I discovered was DIY solar with Will Prowse. Only thing is, his his stuff's probably not so relatable for us in the UK because he lives in the the uh, Nevada desert. Um, so obviously, I mean, he's running he's running a Tesla on his solar setup, and he's charging that up every day and driving like a hundred odd miles a day <laughs> purely on solar, which I don't think is very realistic in the UK. I mean, I've I've got an idea for you.
0: You could run a Sinclair C5, a C5, yeah, that's probably more, uh... and it fits with the whole retro theme. Why not? You know, what have you learned so far from you know from all of this? If you could go back to the very start and You talked about, you know, if you were doing this, you know, with more of a research focus, what do you think you would have done differently in terms of the the, the choices of equipment, the choices of panels, maybe things that you would have done differently in terms of how you've connected it or what you're, what you're running off it? Did you, did you expect to be able to run, for example, your whole, apart from obviously the ceiling light and
1: other stuff, did you expect to be able to run as much off it? Well, that's the thing. I, I genuinely couldn't work it out. So I thought, I'll do it and I'll see if it right. works. <laughs> okay. <laughs> which was part of my motivica- motivation for doing it. Um, and it, it, I kind of thought, I know very early on before it was all set up, I was kind of talking to my wife and it was like, okay, if I generate a huge amount of power, you know, uh, you know, a, a lot more than I actually need, you know, maybe we could like have a fridge in here and we could, you know, use, use it for that and that kind of thing, which I'm not quite at that stage yet. Um, I have run a, a small portable fridge in here, which uh, I did. I think I covered in one of the videos. But yeah, yeah. What what uh, what would I do differently? I suppose was that, was that yeah, the question? But, what would but, I do but, differently, but it's probably, Yeah, <laughs> it's a much more
0: simplified way to say it. But I I, I tried to make it sound all podcasty and interviewee. But yeah, what would you do
1: differently, mate? Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't buy the eco worthy kit that I bought. Um, so it's made by a brand called Eco worthy, or it's at least it's branded eco worthy. Um, I think I've seen the same components with various different Chinese brands on. Possible drop-shipping type deal going on, yeah. Indeed. I think I've paid, I've paid well over the odds for the, the panels and stuff just because they were part of a kit, and if you shop around. Um, also, going with the, the renergy MPPT controller, I, I, I probably should have started with that rather than the cheap one that came with the kit. Yeah, I, th- I think the one thing that's that, that I really would like is more battery capacity. At the minute, because they're just fully charged all the time. You know, in in the day so far, um, in in kind of the the late summer and the autumn, I've generated more power than I've been using when I've been in here in the day. So the batteries just don't run down. You know, I run them down a bit at night. So I feel like um, I feel like there's sort of wasted potential there. So you could have had a had some more
0: battery too. It, you, know, you might have found okay, well I've got more battery. It isn't always fully charged, but I've still got more runtime. Based on my capacity, okay.
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think maybe in the winter, because I, I work from home maybe one or two days a week, and obviously quite often I'm in here at the weekend as well. And I think over the winter there will be days when the panels are producing barely anything, and, and having that battery as kind of a buffer, so it can be charging up when I'm not here, on the days I'm not here, and, and, and that kind of stuff would will probably uh, make a big difference, sort of late December, January kind of time. But uh, I suppose that's... That's why I did this, so I, so I can learn that and, and kind of discover it for myself. And it's, it is really interesting. I mean, I, as I said
0: earlier, it's something I would love to be able to do. I'd l- I mean, I, f- I don't know how much I'm drawing off all of what I've got here. I don't have an, M, uh, an Apple Silicon Mac I'm on a good old fashioned Intel I7. I seven on a, you know, I've got all my, I've got my lighting as well. I'd love to see how much I'm actually drawing. And maybe I, I, do you know what? I actually could find out. I could plug my Eve energy into the socket that drives all of this mm. and try and find that. I might do that and see. I, I would probably be shocked, probably worried when I actually saw how much I was drawing because off this one socket. And, and I know people are going to yell at me. I've got, I've got two extensions running off it to power my entire desk and power uh, the router and the open reach modem things like that. But I mean, you know, it might not be that much. Um, I- I'm very thankful for LED lighting panels. Let's put it that way. Yes. I've got Elgato's um, key lights, and I know they can draw a fair amount, but but still, on- I think we're still only about forty odd watts. Mm. And compared that with old fashioned, you know, studio lighting. I'm very grateful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and th- this type of setup, what you're doing here in terms of charging devices, and uh, is it fair to say that most of the devices that you're running, with maybe the exception of the lights and that little CRTV, TV, all have internal batteries of their own? So you're, it's more of a charging,
1: or am I misunderstanding? Yeah, no, I mean, it's like my phone, for example. I don't, th- since I initially put the system in, mid-August time. I don't think I've charged my phone from mains power at all. In fact, no, I haven't. Um I've got a, a kind of a small anchor power bank, which, I, uh, you know, I have my phone next to my bed at night and I just plug it into that. And then when that gets low, I just plug it in in here and charge it up. Ah, that's a nice, yeah, I like that solution. That's a good idea. So, yeah, I mean, obviously I charge it every day and I, I haven't used any mains electricity to charge my phone since... Mid August, and you know, I mean, if you look at the actual savings, it, it's it's tiny. It's not, you know, it's not like it's saving a huge amount of money. But that's that's quite a cool thing to be able to say, isn't it? I think it's uh, it's like yeah, it's like I generated the power that <laughs> that runs my phone. That is pretty cool to be. No, I I a hundred percent. like
0: that is very cool. And you've just made a really good point there. You know, we talk about you know ways to save energy and to more efficiently use power. I cannot say enough how much I love now. Other battery bank brands are available, mm. but I have to say I'm a huge fan of Anchor stuff. They, I don't know what it is, but their build quality on my battery banks. I mean, I've got one of their old. It's like a twenty thousand milliamp power back, and I know these days are smaller, but this thing is an absolute brick. Of a, of a thing it's like a proper metal. It, it, it got so battered in my bag that the metal, the paint had started to chip off. So me and my dad actually spray painted it. We covered up all the sockets and re spray painted it to give it a little bit more of a better look, but they are fantastic things. And I, you know, I didn't think about that using a battery bank to charge devices overnight so that because you're always going to lose a bit of power efficiency through a war wart. Whenever a hundred percent efficiency, it means you're probably using drain, pulling more power from the grid. But as you said, I think let's be honest here. Charging your devices is not exactly the reason that people's energy usage is going up. Or in fact, it's not going to contribute much to your energy usage. And uh, as Reese mentioned, you know, over here in the UK, we have a huge energy cost crisis. I'm very grateful that they brought the cap down. Yeah. But it's
1: still a lot of money. I tell you what, one thing, one thing that, um, so this, this system that I've built has actually helped to save quite a lot of money on our on our bills and that's it it, it, it isn't well let me explain uh, this is something that i want to talk about in a future video you see i, I didn't expect this at all because obviously i can see how much i mean i can see vaguely how much i'm generating how much i'm using but my wife kind of said oh you know since, since we've had it in we've been you know because we got a smart meter and we can see how much we're using every day she said oh you know it's, it, it's been noticeably lower every day oh and the reason isn't because i'm using solar solar power rather than mains power It's because I've got everything in this office connected to the inverter. And when I'm not in here, I switch it off. So before, I was leaving everything plugged in all the time. And all those wall warts and things that are kind of drawing just... Even when things aren't on, they're, 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 they're drawing, you know, a tiny bit of power constantly. Oh. So even just you know the ability to switch the whole office off which of course I, I could have done other ways i don't need solar panels to be able to do that but uh yeah ju- just the very act of s- sort of only having stuff on when i'm in here has actually made has actually made a difference to our bills and i'm, I'm kind of obviously i'm looking at the data at the minute and i want to i want to actually sort of put some proper figures together so i can talk about that properly that would be interesting
0: i had not i do you know i hadn't really thought about that until you'd said it because you know but you, uh, maybe it's something but i i've so it's gone out of my head, but you know, I always remember like people saying, Oh, turn off your TV at war. This is maybe more so when we had, um, CRTs and turn everything off at war when you're not using it. Hmm. Well, actually what you're seeing bears that out. Now, do we still, do we still have the same concern that maybe we would have used to do if you left your TV turned off long enough, it would lose all its settings, but that's only a risk if you're leaving it off for a very long time, not. Off for say a couple of hours day and then bringing it back online. The backup batteries in most of these sets will be fine. Uh, I I, I think I'm going down the right path with this, but maybe I'm, I'm, you know, I'll defer to your
1: possibly better knowledge on this. I don't know because I'm not running that kind of stuff in here. Like, I've got a CRT app, but I mean, I described it as a TV. It's like a PVM monitor type thing. So it's it's very basic. Um, yeah, I suppose if you had like um, like a free view box or something like that, it might lose all of its settings and, and need retuning if you left it off for too long or... Yeah, in- interesting point. It's an interesting one. And that is why, folks, I
0: don't have a free view box. I, this is a video I really am going to get round to this video. I've got one of the Silicon Dust hd home runs which is a network-based tv tuner and at the moment i've actually made it it's not even plugged into a wart. it's pulling power over poe i got a, a little poe poe splitter okay so what i've done i mean we might as well talk a little bit about power what i've done is i've got poe switches because i figured well the switches are powered up anyway i need the switches for switching the network why not harness some of that power to power other devices, so my Raspberry Pi now has a PoE hat. <laughs> my uh, my uh, Philips Hue hub has a similar. You know, I've done an adapter. So basically, what it is is you plug in your Ethernet cable from your PoE switch into this little splitter, and one port comes out as data only. Now, most of them will only do 100 megabits. Some will do gigabit. But if you're thinking a Hue hub or a TV tuner. 100 megabits is probably all you need. And then the other bit is just like a DC, uh, barrel jacket. You just convert it to whatever device you're running. And in most cases, I think, you know, anything like nine volts, 12 volts will run just fine mm. off PoE. But what that means in terms of the TV tuner side of things is I don't have a box to worry about the TV recording in the, in here in the flat actually happens up on the NAS which is always turned on. Now, admittedly, that's probably causing a fair amount of power drop. Uh, uh, you know, NASs are not exactly power efficient. No. <laughs> but it does mean I don't have a separate preview box running. And I don't I'm very much of the opinion of sort of, I, maybe, maybe this is a little bit off topic, but using de, trying to use centralized devices. So my smart TVs, for example, well, one of my TVs is smart, but because I don't necessarily, I don't know, the smart platform it's using as in i I don't i don't think i can trust it Mm. i just have my apple tv connected into it and my other one i just have a roku there is an argument to say well those are better devices you probably do use more power i don't know it's power consumption is an interesting one i mean yeah i'm
1: probably going a little bit off topic there but just an interesting thought i thought no it's all related isn't it i mean yeah i mean having sort of one low voltage source like your Poe setup for multiple devices is surely that has to be more efficient than having separate wall warts for everything. That's what I was thinking. You know, I mean, like in here, I mean, uh, this is all LED lighting and this is all you know, twelve volt low voltage stuff. But it's actually plugged into a wall wart, which is plugged into an extension strip, which is running on the inverter. So I've got the twelve volts coming from the batteries being, you know, that's that's being converted to mains voltage, which is then being stepped back down to twelve volts. And surely that's that's not efficient at all. But so yeah, co- converting everything. You know, installing some kind of low voltage system in here would probably be a good step. Um, trying to save some, some power as well, longer term. It's
0: interesting how much stuff can actually run off USB if you convert it, as in, but yeah. anything, I guess, probably anything that's DC and you've got, you know, again, come back to Anchor, but Anchor and again, other companies, their multi port AC. I've got one here. You know, it's like a multi USB. It's like a USB hub, but for power only. Mm. Those are probably more efficient than plugging in five different wall watts for each device. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, I wonder how much you could do. Could you do something like that where you've got something coming off a twelve volt, which is a multi USB, and then um as you said i mean i guess in your case you if uh, the lighting is all dc then you should just be able to connect them somehow into
1: a as you said a low voltage system yeah i've i've got um i've got 12 volt chargers well usb chargers sorry for um my like the camera that i use for youtube and that kind of stuff and there is a, a usb outlet kind of on this setup that that kind of bypasses the inverter and everything else which i do use to charge some of that lower voltage stuff but yeah i think i think maybe taking that and expanding it would be a good step you see a a, a few a few of the comments i had on that initial video were oh you know you know this this system's all well and good at the moment kind of thing but uh, you have to uh, you have to wait and see how well it works sort of in the winter but actually i'm really looking forward to the winter because i've not had to save electricity at all um and i think it's going to get to a point where i'm barely generating anything and i'm actually going to enjoy the challenge of right you know how what can i do what can i convert to 12 volts to kind of save a bit of power here and and, and that kind of thing and i think it's actually going to be a really interesting sort of learning process and, and hopefully make for some interesting videos
0: it it puts you in a better position with a lot of people who are you know but look without without turning this into a political thing i Bothers me greatly that this winter we're going to have pensioners who are going to be cho- potentially choosing between having the heating on and watching an episode of Countdown.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, like our next door neighbour, for example. We've been we've, the past well, the past couple of months now. Um, we've been looking after our next door neighbour. She lives on her own. She's a um, divorcee, and um, she had a car accident. She had quite a bad car accident a couple of months back, and she broke her ankle. But because of the job that she does, you know, she's she's barely entitled to any any sick pay or anything like that. And and she was, uh, I don't don't want to talk too much about her her personal circumstances. But um, you know, she she is really going to struggle this winter for um for heat and for electricity and uh, and that kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, she was talking to me about it and saying, you know, would it be, you know, would it be a good thing to invest what little money I have in? And uh, you know, is it is it gonna, you know, is it gonna get me through the winter? And I was like, to be honest, no um and it, it's depressing yeah it really
0: is it's and okay let, let's take this a little bit you know cuz it is a very upsetting thing to talk about particularly you know when you think about older people who we all love you know our grandparents i mean as many of you know my, my grandfather's no longer with us but it's certainly something we were worried about when he was still with us Let, let's turn it a little bit more positive what would because we've both we're both tech nerds i mean you more so than i in terms of you know diy diy and stuff as a wrapping up point if you were to give advice to people on maybe how to how to get the most out of the power you've already got or maybe things that you should look mm. at replacing in your home because technology has become much more efficient. What sort of devices should we be maybe looking to get rid of or uh, looking to try and use less of or rely more on other devices for our, our heating or our general power, if that makes sense? I have a fantastic suggestion for Ooh, this. I'm
1: glad you've brought this on. up. And it's not a device. Windows. Hang on, 95, 98? <laughs> So our house, our house was built in the 1950s, and we had obviously the, a previous owner had double double glazed windows installed at some point. I think late 80s, early 90s, and we've lived here for 11 years now. And finally, um, earlier this year, we said, right, it's it's time to sort the windows out. And we didn't think they were particularly bad, but it was just they were very old, and it was like, right, we you know, and it was. It was, it ended up being, I think it was just, just, just a touch over, uh, three grand, I think it was for, I mean, this is a three bed house. Um, and we were expecting it to be a lot more than that, which is kind of why we, we we'd been putting it off. And it's made such a big difference. Like, you know, we've, I don't, other than sort of very briefly one day for an hour or so, we haven't had the heating on at all because they just retain so much heat and stuff. I think, I think insulation, um, obviously it's not going to solve all of your problems because it can only retain the heat that's, that's, that's in there in the first place. But I think insulation is something that's, that's kind of overlooked. And, you know, people are saying, well, how can I, how can I heat my house more efficiently? And it's like, well, you should make the most of the heat that, that you have got that you are generating. And I think that's, uh, I think that would be my, that would be my top tip. Um, you know, if, if you've got older windows or your house isn't very well insulated, then, uh, definitely look into, that kind of thing. And obviously, you know, a lot of people are entitled to, to grants and things to cover that kind of stuff. So just make sure that's all kind of up to date.
0: Good tip. And if you are renting a property, it might be worth speaking with, with your landlord. Cause if you are entitled to those grants, it, I don't know enough about them, but it might be possible that you can get the work done because you're the tenant. But I engage with your landlords, folks. I mean, it's one of my gripes about being a, tenant in a building a block of flats mm. we don't have a way to have a solar system. i would love to see government grants for building owners you know like the whole like the, the people who own the freehold on the whole building to be able to get grants for whole building solar that can then be installed and in that generation split between all the tenants in that building that's the sort of stuff i really want to see is on, on not just here in the uk but
1: across the world It seems like we've got such a missed opportunity. Well, it's also, it's it's energy independence as well, isn't it? Which is obviously something that's kind of been kind of a hot political topic just lately. And like, well, you know, all right, solar panels don't work 24-7, but uh, if they can generate 60 or 70% of your energy needs, then surely that's a massive improvement on... Well,
0: 60 to 70% less off a grid you're having to use. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. You know, look, whatever your political views are, being able to not pay as much for your energy bills is a good thing. And, you know, I will nail my colours to the mast. I really believe that we are in the middle of a climate crisis. And the more we can do to rely on less pollutant forms of energy... I'm. I, look, I'm not going to go as far as glueing myself to a road in the middle of London, <laughs> which me and Jay abs we saw a bunch of just stop oil protesters when we were in London, and it was one of the funniest things I see. You could see how frustrated the police were. Mm. Um,
1: they, very. Uh, full credit to the Met, they were really, really polite. Yeah, but uh, yeah, there's. I mean, there's multiple reasons. I mean, obviously, yeah, you know, climate change. Um. Fully on board with that. I think, I think it's been obvious for a long time that it's an issue. And it, you know, we, we, we have, you know, even if, even if we don't have perfect solutions that are going to 100% solve the situation, we, we certainly have a lot of technology available now that, that makes, you know, that helps to alleviate it. And, and yeah, you know, also like I say, it it improves our energy independence and everything else. And, and the cost of that stuff like solar and, you know, other renewable energy is, is coming down. So. It's, it's the lowest it's ever been, really.
0: And I'll give one final tip. If you want to heat your whole home, uh, Nvidia have come up with a really great product for this. It's yeah. called the 4090.
1: <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, you know, absolutely. You know, Intel are doing a great job at heating people's homes. Um, you know, I, I have to think about all our, all our geeky friends who have home labs. Their heating bills must be tiny, you know.
1: Yeah, well, obviously being a retro guy, I've got my uh, I've got my Pentium four on standby. That's a that's oh, a good space heater. Oh yes, so yeah, just just in case I need it in the depths of winter. Repurpose that Zalman flower cooler to do a bit of whole home heating, yeah.
0: You know, oh, I miss I miss over the top. Wait a second, I was going to say I miss over the top cooling, but I've seen PC <laughs> builds. It's not exactly gotten any better. No. no. All right. I think that will nicely wrap things up. It's obviously been a bit of a mixed episode, but Reese, it's been so good to get a little bit of your experience on solar. I I, will put links to both of Reese's videos in. I don't know why I'm actually pointing down. No one can see me pointing down, but you. There you go. We'll put (laughs) smash, smash that like button, button. (laughs) ring that bell. (laughs) We'll put links to both of Reese's videos in the show notes. And of course, um, Reese, I'll get you to send me over a few little resources that we can link people to. Do go and subscribe to uh, Reese's content. And of course, this is Reese's chance now to plug your content. Go for it, Reese.
1: I am going to plug my content. Um, obviously there's control.reese, uh, the YouTube channel. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and, and, and everything else as well. But I'm also going to say there's, there's also a caveat that comes along with that, which is that I'm not an expert. Um, I think I've made that clear. I, I am I am just learning about this stuff, um, but I do link to a lot of people who do know a lot a lot more about it than I do. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of the angle that I'm coming from of all this. So I'm not I'm not claiming to be an expert, but uh, I am happy to sort of share my experience as, as I go along and as I learn about it myself. So absolutely, thank you, Reese.
0: Yeah, is it just control out, Reese everywhere?
1: Everywhere, yep. Nice. I'm all, all, all over the place now. I'm everywhere. On and, and only, f- I'm unstoppable.
0: On OnlyFans <laughs> as command option Reese. Um,
1: well, yeah, we, we don't talk about no, that, that. I'm sorry. So. sorry okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was an awful joke i might actually edit that out because i don't wanna... No, you know what we'll leave i'll be very disappointed if you edit No, i stay in okay well, <laughs> there we go i'm under orders from my you say i always say to my guests hey do you want to review the edit no one ever takes me yeah. up on it but if reese is giving me instructions to leave that joke in it's staying in all right well i've got to drive people to my OnlyFans fans somehow <laughs> haven't i so all right thank you very much for your time today reese and uh, it's been a pleasure no thank you Thanks for listening to this episode of Crosswires. We hope you've enjoyed our discussion and we'd love to hear your thoughts. So please drop us a note over to podcast at crosswires.net. You can also drop us a comment on the post or if you're a good pod user, why not start a discussion there too? You can find us on Mastodon at crosswires at masthead.social and if a bird site still somehow miraculously here, you can follow us there as well at CrosswiresMG. And, of course, you can find show showing all the good podcast apps and all the really bad ones, too. If you'd like to check out more of our content, head on over to crossedwires.net slash YouTube for all our videos and keep an eye on our Twitch channel at crossedwires.net slash live or upcoming streams. If you like what you heard, please do drop a review in your podcast directory of choice. It really does help spread the word about the show. And of course, if you can spare even the smallest amount of financial support, we'd be incredibly grateful. You can support us at koficom slash crossedwires. That is ko-fi.com slash crossedwires. Until next time, thanks for listening.